hey guys and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. So today's guest was one of the most requested guests I've had on um, in a little while and I did a Q&A up on my stories a little while ago and her name kept coming in. Uh, so this week's guest is Lizzie Wright or at Lizzie Wrighty on Instagram. So Lizzie is a PT or an online coach based over in Singapore and she's the creator of We Are Busy Living, helps women master strength in the gym and that's something huge that we kind of talk about as well. She's a Lululemon ambassador as well and host of the Project Women podcast which sounds incredible um, and the guests that she has planned on, all that kind of stuff so definitely head over to listen to that podcast um, whenever that is available to to listen to so some of the things that we kind of talk about is kind of about the women bulky kind of thing it's very very orientated towards kind of the mindset about not letting kind of stress take over living the life you want not letting anyone else tell you otherwise living by your values not by social norms or societal norms we talk about dealing with burnout we talk about dealing with stress setting your goals for 2021 actually listening to your body and not running it into the ground and there's a lot of things in this episode and i think it's one of those episodes that i'll definitely be going back to to kind of take a few pointers for for my clients and, and myself um and there's a lot there's an awful lot into it and i i cannot thank lizzie enough for being so honest about it so i hope you guys enjoy the episode with lizzie Wright. lizzie thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me shane lizzie for anyone who isn't aware of yourself, I know when I put up a Q&A up on my socials a few weeks ago, the names that were coming back in a lot was Lizzie Wright, Lizzie Wright, Lizzie Wright. So there's a nice ego boost there for you. So yeah, <laughs> Lizzie is based over in uh, Singapore as a PT and uh, she has a podcast launching soon, which, which we were talking off air and stuff like that. But I think the biggest thing for that Lizzie tries to promote is women moving away from cardio machines and kind of getting strong and fit and healthy and trying to get away from being the cardio bunny. Why do you think it's so important for girls in particular to kind of move away from that side of things, from the cardio machines? Um, I think it's definitely not to ignore that cardio is super important anyway. Um, I think it's definitely when we look at it as a whole for a woman, it's looking at getting that balance in your lifestyle, right? So cardio, yes, it has all of its benefits too in terms of building that aerobic base um, and level and overall fitness. But then um, I really think when it comes to strength training, it's so applicable in all different um, aspects of life. So whether it's functional fitness, so it's even as basic as carrying your shopping back you know, like you're carrying your farmer's carry. And I always say this to all my ladies, it's functional fitness. It's not just um, those heavy Olympic weightlifters that you see or the CrossFitters in the gym that some of the ladies might be deterred off. Um, but I think with strength training, it comes with um, not just the physical attributes. So obviously you're going to get lean, you're going to build muscle, you're going to get nice and strong. Um, there's so many amazing things in terms of boosting your metabolism to um, reducing the chance or risk of injuries um, to so many other different aspects. But for me, and I did actually just do a post on it today, but it's um, for strength training for me as well. It's not just those bits. It's the next level is what can you do with your body when it comes to strength training? So can you do push-ups? Can you do pull-ups? Can you lift your own body weight? And it's all these amazing things that you can come away with and it's a feeling. So it's a feeling of, intrinsically um i feel capable 
I feel worthy. I feel empowered. I can do this. And I think especially um, for women, I think it's definitely important to be able to carry your own self, to be able to carry and do these amazing things that you and most women are capable of, but they just don't see or think they have the potential to do it because it's quite a scary environment, I feel, for a lot of women. You mean kind of going into the weights area or the big boy area, as sometimes they can call us? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, Uh, which I don't agree, like, but that's me personally. I'm confident in in the gym enough to know what I'm doing, but I definitely think for new starters, it can be so intimidating. But, um... I think with that, that's when you need to get it with a coach, even if it's for one session, just to pay them, show you around the weights, demonstrate a few different bits, and you can go either take them on as a coach or you then learn and do it by yourself too. But I definitely think it's worth, you know, and it's just you get new starters and you can see some women around the gym might be a little bit scared or or whatever it is, the intimidation, like you said. Um, Get a coach to help you know what you're doing around it. It's interesting about kind of like the gymitation or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> the I think that kind of crept back for a lot of people though as well. From my experience of kind of doing what working with clients who have worked with for a long time, those who kind of had built up the conf- confidence in the gym and then COVID struck and then kind of like they'd lost that kind of that willpower, that mental battle they had each time to go in. And then not to be able to go back in and do it again. And then kind of with the gyms opening back up, there's a lot of unknowns here but i think a lot of people have struggled back with it and i love the fact you said go get a coach like don't be afraid to ask for someone mm-hmm. to show you around the gym that's the biggest thing i found from doing client calls in the last little while is they're afraid to ask questions to the pts that yeah. are in there like they're yeah. there to help it's their job yeah 100 uh, percent. and i think that's the coaches are here for a reason and we're a tool and we're part of the education process so it's if there's someone that you no, ideally, or someone who a friend can refer to you to a coach that they think is going to help you. A hundred percent go in there rather than go in cold. But otherwise, make a good judgment of character and just someone's going to be friendly enough to help answer those questions. Because for me, if you are a coach, that's meant to be your passion and your drive to help people. So no matter who, if someone comes in up to me uh, in the gym or anywhere. I'll be more than happy to give them a bit of advice. And I'll be actually even like, I feel it's a compliment, you know, like, thank you so much for asking. Like, here you go. Like, here's all my information. Um, so yeah, so I think don't be afraid definitely of asking. And if someone on the off chance doesn't give you the response you want, don't take it as like a, the negative, just go find someone else who's going to do it. Or like us, like me and you, we're online. So if someone has a question, yeah. I, I have questions all the time. And I think it just, it's so nice again, to know people are interested in their journey and by all means yeah i'll give i'll give anyone some tips if they need it how do you kind of work around the question of the typical question of, i'm afraid to get bulky if it's coming from a girl i knew you were gonna come with that one um so i had that with one of my clients the other day she's brand new um an absolute sweetheart and um when it comes to i think The first and foremost, when it comes to obviously strength training, we need to define it as you're building muscle mass, right? Lean muscle mass. So we're building a strength in the gym. And I think everyone is from her, let's say from her story, Lucy's story, she thought, oh my God, two weeks, two times in the gym, um, I'm going to be lifting these weights. 
I'm gonna get really big shoulders. I'm gonna she literally said that to me and I was like, Lucy, like one, twice a week is not gonna cut it. Two, you're not gonna be eating anywhere near enough to start bulking up. So like when you start looking at your average woman who's going into the gym and you only maybe strength training twice a week and you're not even really going over the same muscle groups more than twice, you're gonna be building muscle, but there's no way in hell you're gonna get what we or what we always hear is bulky. Um and for me, it's it always it brings a smile to my face because I'm just like you have like you have no idea, like you. This is again the lack of education in terms of you see in prints like yes, there's a crossfitter who might be uh, highly or uh, very toned or muscular, but to me that's still not bulky. But then to someone else that might be bulky, right? So again, it's I always say it depends on who is the person asking the question and who the person is receiving. Because for me, bulky isn't even a cross-fitter. I'd say, like, I wouldn't even go into that realm. Like, I don't even perceive it in that way. Whereas if you've got someone who is new, so if you've got someone who's brand new to weights and they're just, like, going, oh, my God, my shoulders feel tighter and this isn't this, you're like, yeah, that's you uh, building muscle. But we're not getting anywhere near bulk. This is what you've been saying you wanted. Do you want to get toned you want to get lean you want to build that muscle which i define they're all the same thing you know yeah like the the word toned uh is the word (laughs) it uh, angers me so much it's like (laughs) yeah i know i know i wish it was that easy to build muscle i really do yeah Um, yeah but I think I think as you said, it is it is the education. I think for so long, as you said, it also depends depends on where the person's coming from. For yourself, for someone who has trained for a very long time, bulky to you is something else. But for someone, for John and Mary down the road, bulky to them could be just seeing someone who's lean enough in the gym. That could be them. So it is a, oh, compar- it's a compar- comparison thing as well. Unfortunately, when I was doing the research on for for you to kind of come on, Lizzie, there was so much content I could have literally. There was so many good, amazing posts. It was like, which one can I pick? I had shorten, I had to shorten it down so much. But one of the things that kind of came across a lot was, uh, are you going to be the master of your own life or are you going to be the less, let the rest of the world dictate how you feel uh, and belong? Because I think that's so important to an apt for what's going to happen when people kind of listen to this in 2021. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I have a lot of opinions. So that's why you got them from the, <laughs> from the post. Um yeah, I a big part of me is so passionate in pushing with my clients and anyone who I uh, touch base with is we're so dictated by the rest of the world. We can't even think for ourselves or we can't make certain decisions or how we actually feel. We're becoming less intuitive with how we feel and we're letting a post on Instagram change the way we think or change the way we feel or act or something like that. And I think if that's how easy it is to influence us nowadays and we can't have our own opinions, anything else that the whole marketing world tries to sell us, we're going to just fall uh, straight into the arms of it, you know? So I think a big part is that I always uh, pick on is like the diet culture. So it's full of marketing. (laughs) The whole campaign, it's a multi-billion million dollar business that they're making off people's insecurities. So the way I see it in that is obviously we always have the typical bits of like you get your T-detoxes uh, and uh, everything like that. And I think a lot of people are very misled by getting those short fixes. But 
we're not in control of being able to think of, is this actually real information? Is this going to help educate me, give me the knowledge, change my life in the right way? You're letting the whole marketing campaign or other people dictate where you're going to take it. So for me, it's all about homing in internally. So whilst I'm my main focus is uh, coaching uh, women in strength training, I 100% believe in having the whole package. So it's not just the physical, it's the mental and it's the whole emotional side. And I think until we, um, as a nation, as humans, we start looking inwards and really start knowing who we are, the rest of the world is going to tell us exactly what we should be doing with our lives and we're going to just follow sheep to that. And I don't for a second think uh, any human even listening to this is worthy of just following the next marketing campaign. I think you have every right to know your worth and know your direction and where you want to lead your life because ultimately that's where the happiness and the joy comes in because you get to control your outcomes and how you feel rather than letting the next Instagram post dictate where you're going to go. I love that because I think it is important for you to live by your values. You are not mm-hmm. at anyone else because everyone has an opinion on how they want you to look. Everyone has an opinion on what you should be doing with your job. But the biggest thing that I always say to myself is, would I swap places with that person? Give me the advice. Would I swap places? Yeah, well, I like that one. I didn't think of it. Yeah, yeah. More often than not, probably yeah. not. Everyone has an opinion. And it's like, I'll only take advice off someone who has done it already or walked the walk. And it's particularly if it's kind of coming to like the business side of things, I'll only go to the people that I've like perceived to have kind of offered value for a long time and that are willing to help because there's a lot of, there's a lot of gimps in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said, the marketing is quite clever. There's a reason why certain skimming clubs, as I call them, um, are successful and they have a repeat business model. That's how they work. Uh, and it's important to say to yourself, right, do you want to go the right way for six months or to a year or whatever it may be? Or do you want and learn how to keep the weight off or keep that shape, whatever you want to do for those six to 12 months and live the right way or whatever whatever those values are to you? Or do you want to go into another quick fix and be in the same place a year later? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like the, oh, that diet really worked for me um three months later i'm back to where i was yeah, like, this right. is a repeated cycle you know and i definitely think yeah being the master of your life like you said is the 100 percent. i've just done this with some of my ladies is you've got to find the clarity you've got to create clarity in your life you've got to then work on what your values are and then put that into boundaries so what are you willing to listen to is everything and it's so cool when you start to apply it to everything what am i going to shut off and not listen to Bob, who's given me a load of rubbish. <laughs> and uh, couldn't think of another name there. Poor Bob. And, uh, <laughs> poor Bob, yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, it's literally it's so true. It's just figure out who you should be listening to and surround yourself with more of those people. Um, the right voices in your head. Uh, right voices in your head, right voices from right people. I think sometimes <laughs> it can be a little bit of bite back when you decide to go and look after yourself don't put yourself first there's a lot of bite back because people don't like change people don't like other people doing better than supposedly where they are and because they're fear that they'll left be they'll be left behind have you got yeah. kind of any advice to kind of people who are starting off on that journey in relation to i don't know maybe people are in a relationship or they have a circle of friends that may not be supportive or 
if they're starting off a, Jan- a January journey, don't be the first of January tribe. If you're listening to this, please do not join that tribe. Um, but have you got any advice for anyone who potentially may not have that support network that we're talk- yeah. kind of talking about? Number one, ditch them. <laughs> <laughs> like I've, I've been through it too. Um, I'll just a little of my story when I, just because I've had that experience and I've slowly pushed those friendships out and they change over time as you evolve as a person and make those changes, the right people start coming in and that's everything from obviously like from your social media, who you're following to who you're connecting with, to who you see and meet when you travel around the world, when we can travel and all the people maybe that you meet in the gym. So you might make some better friends in the gym than you would of your friends who don't go to the gym in that circle. But I definitely think that, those who are trying to bring you down, that's their act of self-sabotage. So they can't, they don't want to see you win when they can't seem to bring your, get their uh, shit together in the first place. Um, and I think it's so, when you hear and you see that, like when you said that, then it just really, it pulls on my heartstrings because I'm just like, they're in pain too. They need help themselves, but, and what they could have been doing to save themselves is go and join forces with the person who's making that change and do it. Um, but I think it's one of those moments where you have to really stand strong. Um, and again, that's a, going back to what we said before, when you really start knowing yourself, you know how to stand strong against those who are going to self-sabotage or sabotage you in your new journey. Um, so it's really getting clear on who you are and where you want to be, like the vision of where you want to be moving forwards. Um, and then it's just taking all those small like little steps and small little wins every single day of talking to someone new that's going to give you a different perspective of the lifestyle that you want to create for yourself. Um, so like the, some of the women are lucky here in Singapore. Like I have a private Facebook group, uh, like a women's only group. So it's anyone worldwide can join. Uh, it's called Project Woman, and I set it up for that whole basis. So anyone from around the world can come and connect in the group. It's still in its infancy, but again, it's I've, anyone else can create another group like it. But for me, it's then I can put all that information, but I get women in there, and I give all the nudge to all my clients to say, right, I want you to write something in the group today that, and show that you're proud of this. Or, you know, like just really encourage that positive conversation, positive um appreciation for themselves um and show that it's okay to talk about yourselves in such a light as well and to back you know to back yourself because i think too often almost shunned that you're especially as women uh, like showing off or like we're in a position like it i've been reading a lot lately just in terms of how it can be perceived differently from a man to a woman um it's really interesting the psychology of it and i notice it a lot more now um but it's okay to be proud of your achievements, especially when you're in the gym or whether you, whether it's something um, with your confidence, like it's okay to shout about it and to talk about it. And when you're surrounded by the right people, then no one will blink twice. If it's with the wrong people, they're just going to be like throwing all the negative at you and that's not going to make you feel good. So that's going to obviously send people down into a negative spiral. And I think it's, again, it's important just stay with it, be patient. But the more you visualize the life you want to have and the people you want to surround yourself with and the people that make you feel good, keep being around those people. Um, and then the ones who literally give you all that negativity and any hate or whatever, 
honestly remove them but that is energy that is not well spent like people like that well some people will never change right um but you know if you want to change there are so many people out there who will be on that journey with you i love that so much because i had to do that myself when i had a real job i was in a i was wrong ladder against the wrong wall for so many years and so i can relate to what you've said as well and i think a lot of people are afraid to move but what i've tried to do now is kind of say to myself where do i want to be in six months in Mm -hmm. certain elements and then kind of work your way back how can i get to those goals and it's kind of like are those people fitting into what i want to do my morals my values it's interesting to hear that you've kind of gone gone into research of how successful women are perceived and how successful men are perceived and i kind of just had a a, kind of a, a flashback in my own head of when in kind of like the corporate world if a girl was potentially doing well like there'll be kind of profanities thrown at her she got did some certain things to get to where she was but if it was a lad it'd be like he just worked hard but it's so it's it's so so messed up i think it is changing but i think it's very slowly changing unfortunately yeah it's slowly changing and this the book that i've got it from which i think the ladies who are tuning in it's oh gosh now i'm just gonna remember it's not it normally is um what what 13 what 13 things strong women don't do that's what it is it's got a lot of research and psychology, uh, a lot of things behind it. And uh, so some really good resources and big studies that they bring in. And it is, like you said, in that work environment um, from the male, say a male uh, raises his voice in the staff room or meeting room, for example, he's seen as a leader and authoritative, whereas a woman seen as bossy and catty and argumentative. And it's really, that's just one bit that really stuck with me because it's, I felt that before, definitely for me as a female, I'm quite outspoken. Um, So you can get that feeling when it comes back. Like it doesn't bother me. I'm just like, whatever, (laughs) you'll listen to me at some point, but it's okay if you don't know. But it's different. Like you can, yeah, that book's very good at the moment, only halfway, but it's very good. It's uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna whoever is listening to this, I would highly recommend that. To I'm gonna go get that. I another book to add to my collection. Another problem I have. And so I've got a very big problem. I think I spent far too much money in lockdown. <laughs> Just an expense, a business expense. It's an excuse. <laughs> um, people's opinions and stuff like that. We've spoken that about already. But like, what practices have you put into place other than kind of cutting them out? Because. I think when people say cut out, they're like, okay, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have no one around me because everyone will have different personalities. Everyone will have different elements to their lives. And I think from reading The Values Factor by John D. Martini, you, mm-hmm. they kind of talk about, he kind of talks about relationships and he says, well, if you have your, if you're looking for, say, a partner um, and you're looking for certain qualities in a partner, those qualities will be in your inner circle that you already have. So there's no point in looking for that perfect par- partner because it doesn't exist. But it's important to, if you're picking your inner circle or whatever it may look like, that one person doesn't necessarily have to have all the traits you're looking for. It's yeah. picking different ones, having different sounding boards. Some person could be like your romantic advice. Some person could be your fitness advice. Some person could be your work advice because everyone has their own speciality. What has worked for you in that regard to how, how to filter out that kind of negativity? Um, I definitely think... There's a lot of things um, one you can do, but like one big thing for me in terms of emotional led. So you obviously have 
we can create a lot of stories in our head too. So there's negativity, but we can start spiraling out over habits over time that we start thinking, oh, such and such doesn't want to see me today because whatever. Whereas, so we stop looking at it for factual versus emotionally led. So a big part of things for me in terms of relationship wise, um, sometimes I can let my emotions get over like too much. Like I have a big thing that I work, I'm working on in terms of attachment. So is it real relationship and positive energy in my life or is it just attachment that I have to people because I'm sourcing something? Um, which I read, I've actually, if you look on my Instagram today, no, it was just going to be gone by then, but it's on my stories, but it's uh, Anthony Hopkins. He just did a beautiful, beautiful post on like love and relationships and who you're putting your energy into and what you're getting out of it. And like you said, it's different people will give you different energies. For me to work through that emotional space, when I get tied up onto that, I journal. Um, and that has been a pivotal moment for me this year. I've, I'm a very black and white kind of girl. I'm very, what my friend has told me, which I've been working on, I've been very masculine led for quite a while. I'm very closed off. Um, and I've been working since lockdown. I was like, okay, let's, let's deal with this, <laughs> this side of me a little bit more. Let's get in touch uh, <laughs> with these other qualities. And journaling has really helped me find more of a voice within myself. I think I've become even more vocal than I have more in my writing than I ever have before. One, it's helped me get better at writing because I wasn't the best A student at, at English. Um, in there. I think... <laughs> but I think journaling for me has been truly powerful in terms of I can remove all the emotional side of things and actually write out, okay, well, they made me feel like this, but was this because of me or was it because of them? And then you start like being able to unravel like the real kind of parts of um, how you feel in that situation, how you feel about the person. Is it attachment or is it neglect from a person? Can I talk to them about it? Um, or is it something that I need to work on myself? And I think that's a massive and that's truly powerful because it's coming from within. It's coming from you. And that's where a lot of people, I think, avoid that side of themselves. Um, and I know I was. I was very, I was quite closed off to the idea, but it's been a game changer for me. It's interesting the fact that you kind of said that you've locked into more of your feminine energy than mm. your masculine energy because I don't think people realize that they have both. Yeah. That lads have girl have feminine energy and masculine energy. Yeah. Lads are not very good at recognizing. I'll I'll speak for lads here. Uh, <laughs> we're not very good at going into our feminine energy, uh, yeah. but some are very good at it and can be the other way. Um, and it, it's trying to find that balance. But the fact that you mentioned journaling, there's I think a lot of people are afraid of journaling because mm -hmm. they're afraid of what's going to come out of their head. They've been they've been playing as you said. The, and saying to those those self narratives, those stories over and over again, and they're afraid to actually put that story on paper because once it's in black and white, it's there, and they just don't know how to cope with it. Yeah, but stories aren't the truth. No, it's, and like you said, you've created a whole narrative in your head over years, and it goes from one friendship to another friendship. And I, like I said, I've got an attachment thing that I need to work on, but it's like it's because I've been in situations where I felt abandoned through friends. Um, and it is a feeling and it is a true feeling to myself, but I sometimes let it come into new relationships when I'm like, dude, like just chill out. Like 
they're not your best friend. Just rec- and that's the thing I need to rec. They're not your best friend. They're doing their own like stuff too, and you know. So it's again, it just gives me a grounding, and it's I've done I've done a lot of the work from on my by myself. Um, I've had a good couple of friends who again they level me up, they make me rise, and they make me go and question myself as well. Not in a bad way. They challenge me and go, well that doesn't make any sense and have you actually started thinking about why this is or the different directions and some things go right back like to childhood or to ex-boyfriends for example and how I was treated and things like that and it's we let it slide and we let it slide for so long that it still affects our future relationships or our present relationships and it's again like you said I mean we've gone off a little bit on here but um all the negative talk it is just super important to really know who you're surrounded by. And I think that's truly powerful. Like some of my bestest friends are who I've met traveling and like that's their, they're my vibe, they're my people and they're not in the same country as me all the time. And we don't speak all the time, but when we do, we literally have the best conversations and it's like about visions. It's about goals. It's about challenges. And I'm surrounded by amazing people in Singapore, but I'm also, I've got some best friends around the world who keep me honest and go, right, well, you said that six months ago. Have you done anything yet? And you're like, oh, no, yeah. And then like your day-to-day becomes better because you know you've got all these amazing other people around you, but they don't need to be present and standing next to you because you've got yourself first. I love that because I think too many of us, as you said, kind of get caught up in the that kind of negative lens and then we blame things we get triggered by certain things if things don't go right and then we just never take any action and whatever it may be i think a lot of people have struggled with what's going on have lost a lot of struggles but can point the blame to something else rather than actually owning their shit as mm-hmm. blunt as it may be and i've been there um yep. i think we've all been there and i think as you said in one of your posts was your mentality is what dictates your pursuit, your pursuit, what you desire to succeed promotes consistency. And I think that, that sums up exactly what we've been talking about in a roundabout way. We got there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think it is like your, your mentality is what's going to get you to where you want to go. People blame motivation, all this kind of, I fucking hate that word so much. Uh, no. It's, it's such a buzzword. It will start you. It will start you. It's like, getting on a, a bus or a train it will br- only bring you to a destination but like if you're waiting for it to bring you it won't it, you'll probably have two coming along at once that's when you're extra motivated but you're wait you could be waiting for ages for the two of them to come along yeah exactly. um, it can only get you started and i think that's what's going to happen now for 2021 when, when people start doing their own just don't start the whole first don't if you're starting out in fitness journey do not go to the gym seven times this week uh that's all i advise yeah. uh how New Year's resolutions. Yeah, it it, 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 it pains. Uh, How are you going to set out your goals for yourself in 2021? Because I think it's important for everyone to have some sort of goal. Some people don't like setting goals because they just know that they're going to fail, which is completely understandable. Yeah, so I think first it's uh, like I've already written, I have notes in my phone. So when I think of things, I write them down. Like I'm pretty good at, I'll just say that now in terms of like when I write goals, I'm a person of my word. So I will go after it unless something else pops up or comes out in the way. So I have a list and I break it down into four different parts of my life. So I have um, training, health. So that's all my nutrition, 
food, like my mental health as well, like within that, like how I'm going to manage that. Then I have um, work, life, career, finance um, in the next one. Um, then I have sex, relationships, like friendships, social uh, life in the next. And then um, the other one is like travel, lifestyle, passion, adventure, like those kind of four basic I mean, there's different, you can break them down into even more than that, but I use that as a home uh, to kind of base where I want to be. So we were speaking it before, before we went live, it's just balance. So I have a lot of balance in my life and I'm not going too hard and going one way with career that it's affecting all my health and everything else into a downward spiral. I really like to have that balance and make sure if I'm doing one thing in career, it kind of translates over into my health, my training. So I always have one or two things in each aspect to kind of keep me driving. Um, and I think it's just a nice breakdown because I think when people look at the goals, especially when you look at fitness or training or those kind of things, everyone just homes in and says, right, I want to do this. I want to get X, Y, Z, or they're not even specific enough on goals. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people miss out. I think there's some different is people aren't specific enough. They don't give a good time frame because they don't necessarily know what's a good time frame. Um, but more importantly, which is what I really home into on my women is where's your why? What is your why? So I'll ask why about five or six times. If they still haven't got it, then I'll come back to it in a couple of weeks and go, have you thought about it? And it's to the point where you have to really go down to the core of why the hell are you doing this? Why are you waking up every morning? And what is your purpose? And I think that's a big driver. And when I look at goals and I'm literally in this stage of, all the clients are going to receive it in the next few days is stop looking for January and February. Look for 2021 as a goal. Look for your life beyond because everyone's so short lived. Like people aren't short lived when they've got KPIs for a business to hit in the, in the 2021 goals, but in their own lifestyles, they want to hit it in a month. And it's just like no good process or goal is worth going for when it's just so short lived and you're not going to even enjoy the process anyway, you know? I think, I think a lot of people are afraid of the process. I think a lot of people are afraid that if the process doesn't necessarily go because it's their health or it's their their fitness journey or their weight loss journey or muscle building journey, whatever it looks like, they're afraid of failure. And they're also afraid of the ideologies and social dictations and social norms that are out there. Because if you look at your phone right now or you went on social media, you're going to see other people who are in better shape than you. But you just, like you genuinely just have to accept that, that like there's always going to be someone, like I'm sure like if you look at The Rock or Dwayne Johnson, whatever his name, whatever he's calling himself these days, he he's striving to, like there's someone else bigger than him. Yeah. And there's always going to be someone in better shape than you. But it's about kind of saying to yourself, right, is this the best shape I can get into? that I want that's if you want to do it and I'll always I always my clients will if they listen to this uh they'll all they'll hear me now saying here he goes with this quote again there's, <laughs> there's a German philosopher called Nietzsche with he or she who has a why will overcome anyhow so you said that so quickly in your accent he or she who has a why will overcome anyhow yeah so oh. Whatever is thrown at us, whatever we can do, as long as you know what's what you want to do and it's what you value and what you want to do rather than your parents or your sisters or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or society being put onto you, well then you'll be able to do it. But if you're letting if it's if your goal at the beginning, as you said, dig down, ask that question five times, 
and then eventually you get something. Is it going to be uncomfortable? Probably. But you, it's too easy to hide from yeah. and not show up. That's the bit that bugs me the most is when people are not prepared to, like we're all adults. Mm-hmm. And it's important to say to ourselves, like, why are you hiding? Because it's easier. Yeah. You've lived in that, you've done more reps in that negative to bring back a gym pun. You've done more reps in that negative. So you've you believed that shit and you're just going to not take any action and then you're going to give out about it six months later. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. uh, but I love the way you've broken it down into kind of like those little little windows. I have something similar with mine with the five F's and it's, I brought that in, in, tw- in at the beginning of the year and it's definitely, it's, it's changed. You set little, I, I reassess every 90 days. And then every the five F's are focus, which is mindset, fitness, family, finance, and fun. Just for anyone listening, he had to go look at those ones and double piece of papers beside me. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, yeah. So it's pretty similar in terms of just making it easier to remember, I guess. Yeah, the family one was definitely important, um, particularly what was going on. And then the fun thing, because especially when you're kind of like self-employed, you, you can always be like head on trying to run the business. So, and like we were talking off air and stuff like that, it is. But you seem to have found that balance because the way you've positioned yourself and you're living by your values, you're living by your moral compass at the minute. And the fact that when things were open, you could go on a flight for 75 quid or $150 or whatever, maybe, and have that travel quite easily. And everyone can yeah. do that if that's what they want. Yeah. Um, I think that's important to say, like, if you're looking at someone on social media and that's what they're doing and that's what you want to do, there's no difference between what they're doing and what you can do. No, it's just having, it's a big part of having the balls to go do it in the first place. And I think, and that's like the next level is like the taking risks, right? Yeah. But, um, I definitely think what you just said in the review for the goals for the nine month, uh, nine months, 90 days, I think it's super important. I look at, um, again, with clients, I look at it as the year, like the 12 months. What do you want to see yourself achieving in the year? Break it down into something called seasons or you can call it quarters. So you can align with your work lifestyle, like with the KPIs. Then what does that look like monthly? What does that look like weekly? And what does that look like daily? And I think that's like so many people like, I, what I hear, especially with goals, is like, oh, my God, I failed. Like, this one day, like, I just completely messed it up. I had a couple of chocolate bars. I didn't train. Felt like absolute crap because it all went to, went uh, to pot at work. But then I just say to I'm just like, well, what have you learned from it then? Like, the biggest thing is that everyone says it's a failure. And I personally, like, it's not a failure just because you had a couple of chocolate bars. You only see it as a failure because that's what society and marketing has told you. Yeah. It's a failure. And it's not, for me, it's a lesson. It's like, you just had a bad day. This is how you responded to it. Now, what can you take away from it? And what can you do better the next time this situation arises? Because I think a lot of people then write the whole week off. And I have clients who have before they met me or like they write the whole week off. And I'm like, no, no, no. You start again tomorrow. You get back on. Press the reset button. And press the reset button. And it is, it's, it's again, it's a mentality that you've got to get working into and it's conversations with yourself. Like I have to talk to myself sometimes like, and just literally go, Lizzie, you idiot. Or like, what are you doing? And I have a little giggle with myself and I have fun with it. And I'm like, okay, well, don't take yourself too seriously. Yes, you probably had a bit of whatever, but tomorrow's a new day. Like move on. And yeah. the more you hang on to those things, it's just, it's, uh, yeah. I think like, 
if you're in any way competitive, you can always just say, I'm going to win the next meal or I'm going to win the next day. Like mm-hmm. we all have days where we don't want to do things. Like even if I don't want to train, I have to make sure I get out for a walk. Yeah. Like, I know I'm not going to feel amazing in my head if I don't get out for a walk. And it's not too bad here at the minute. Um, it's a little bit cold, but it's fine. Uh, but like, it is so, so important to say to yourself, right, what can I do to make the next day better? Is me yeah. continuing okay. on this whole, right, I've had some chocolate. I always say to the clients is, right, did anyone die? Yeah. By you having some chocolate. And they're like, that's so, that's so morbid. I'm like, yeah, but no one died by you having some chocolate. Yeah, yeah. And I value my life too much taking chocolate off my girls. I'm always, I'm an inclusive coach. Yeah. I value my so life way too balance. much. Balance. You've got to have fun. If you like having the taste as well, and I'm a chocolate thing, so I'm not going to go tell my clients they can't have it, but it's yeah. balance. It's like, don't go having 10 chocolate bars and then ex- wonder where the results are. And it's relative to your goals and what you want as well. So how much are you willing to pull in and pull out but you don't need to remove it 100 percent. it's just understanding your balance right 100 percent. and balance looks like looks quite different to every single person i think if yeah. i think when people are looking at say social media they're looking at like comparing other people's lives i think the the people who are supposedly the the the, the leaders in their industry or whatever it may be the only thing that they're doing more often than not is showing up mm. Like they, they could be more intelligent, but they still have to utilize that intelligence. Like everyone has their own little thing that they're good at. Yeah. Like for you, it's coaching ladies. Um, yeah. And then it, everyone has their own little values and stuff like that, that I have to be able to hone in on. But people don't want to dig into what they're good at. You could be good at writing. You could be good at talking. You could, I'm shit at writing. So I talk on a podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Got you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of like, well, I might as well just use this irish jabber that i keep talking about but like it, it is one of those things um i think one of the other things here kind of coming up was how to move away from running your body into the ground to actually listen to your body because this is super super important for ladies mm-hmm. in particular but lads oh, yeah. also but girls in particular mm-hmm. have you read the this is first another book uh, if you love your books especially for women have you read burnout no mm get on that one and all the ladies out there I've literally told all my clients whether they listen to me or not I'm like buy this book so I can't pronounce the surname but I'll give it a try Emily Nagowski I think that's right Emily and Amelia Nagowski they're both sisters so one has a PhD in like women's health and the other one has some one I can't remember the other one um but in like sexual relationships and like the women's body um and they go into burnout and it's been a premise of what I've uh, I speak to my ladies about is the stress cycle. So understanding what stress is and what a stressor is. Um, then when we're in a stress cycle, so I can go into an explanation of it, but when we're in a stress cycle, how do we close that? And we'll be all doing it automatically. But when you start realizing you're in it, it's becoming more intuitive with your mind and your body and all the signals that are going on and going, okay, I might be a little bit flustered for the next couple of hours but then this is how I close it and I close it by going for a walk. So um, I'm just going to get it wrong in my head now. I can't get it out. So the, stress, <laughs> the, stress, the stress, okay, got it, I got it. The stressor is um, say you're the person, like you could be causing me stress, Shane, or someone at work, like my boss could be giving me uh, a hard time or 
um, someone in the family, something's going on in the family. So they're the stressor. They're causing that. They're that extrinsic uh, stressor in your life. Um, or it could be internal. So it's your internal dialogue of how you talk to yourself. So you're saying you're not worthy enough or you're talking down to yourself and that's your intrinsic. Um, and then you go into the stress. So the stress is the neurological um, imbalance, uh, or physiological imbalance that's going on in your body through hormones and through cortisol being released. And it goes through a whole a different cycle. And I think most people have heard it now, a lot of, or a lot of people have in terms of when you're getting chased uh, by a lion. So back in the day, um, the stressor is the lion and then you release the cortisol and all the other stress, like the hormones in your body because you're in fight or flight mode. Um, that's your hunter-gatherer days. Nowadays, it's your boss at work that's causing the stress, but you never close the cycle or you take days and weeks to close that cycle. Um, whereas if you're obviously getting chased by a lion and you manage to climb up a tree and someone saves you, your stress cycle, you're relieved, you hug your family, you get a connection, great, I've survived, I'm, the stress has gone. Whereas in daily life, you're constantly facing your boss. Like we'll always face stresses, but a lot of people don't know how to handle or close that stress cycle, as it were. Um, and I think it's super important. And when I read this book, like it just, for me even, it just like really is so easy to read. Like we, anyone can read it and it's just makes you really think about it. So it's like closing the cycle through laughter. They talk about connection with other people. So they say, hug someone for 20 seconds or kiss someone on the lips for not just anyone, obviously, but, uh, <laughs> social distancing, obviously. And kiss someone on the lips for six seconds. Um, or watch a movie uh, that might make you be a tearjerker. It's okay to cry. And it's all these crazy cool things like that just are very simple, but it's becoming intuitive with your mind and intuitive with your body. And as women, we're way more susceptible to burnout than men. Um, have you heard of human giver syndrome? Yeah. 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 Um, and that's fascinating. So <laughs> to everyone listening, it's, Women are more givers than men, in the nutshell. <laughs> There's no surprise. <laughs> no surprise. We're thinking about the laundry. We're thinking about food on the plate. We're thinking about our kids' food or what we're packing in their lunchbox, whereas the guys, credit to them if you're working or whatever, but uh, you don't have to really think about it. And I, it's quite funny when I coach my ladies, um, one of them was like she was coming in to do a session with me and she had to leave her husband to do the school run. <laughs> she was literally like, I want to make a bet on whether he remembers to pack her gymnastics clothes, to pack her after school stuff, to pack her lunchbox. And we're just having a giggle because it is like, we always have these conversations. So my ladies know exactly what's going on in like in the real life kind of sort of things, but we're more susceptible to be thinking about 10 other things at once of what we need, making sure everyone's in the right place. And that leads to burnout because we forget to go into our internal energy um, and mindset and home in on what's needed for us. So it's so important when we recognize all those stress cycles and we're, when we're giving everyone a lot is to know it's okay to pull back um, and go for that massage. And that's the big thing I've taught a lot of my mums that I uh, coach is it's okay to have time for yourself. If you need to have an hour for a massage or if you need to have an hour to go for a walk with no one near you or around you, that's totally okay. Like the guilt does not need to be there. 
Um, that's something I know and understand it needs to be worked on and it doesn't happen that quickly. But um, it's so important to catch yourself before burnout because that's not healthy and that's your body run down. You're not then going to be able to function for your family or function for your job or your, or your health. So when you're in prime health, then that's when you want to be. It's funny that you mentioned the human giver syndrome. Uh, yeah. I had a client, met, I think there's something like hide the elf or something going on, I think here at the minute, that the kids can't touch the elf. So a lot of my clients will be like moms and stuff. So the kids can't touch the elf for every day. The, the parents have to move the elf to a different position in the in the house and the kids have to try and find it. It's kind of like an Easter yeah, egg hunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but one of my clients has been particularly kind of like, this is stressing me out, trying to find a new position for this and getting the kids involved because it's been a weird year and stuff like that. But I was like, and she's like, well, this is having a massive impact on my sleep. I'm like, there are like it's amazing what you're doing yeah and i'm kind of like well we've worked so hard and then when something new has come in it's kind of like gone out the window so why not try to work bring it back and she's introduced say 15 minutes of meditation or five minutes of meditation in the mornings for herself and that's her her me time or her time should i say Uh, but i think it is important it doesn't happen overnight i think a lot of people when they we live in now kind of like you can buy off amazon in 10 seconds you can find a partner or your husband or whatever via swipe uh, <laughs> I haven't quite found mine yet, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think it's I think it's like everyone wants everything now, and I think it's important to like listen to your body. For someone who was burnt themselves into the ground, and like, please just don't like. For my badge of honor, it was the stress after so long. I, I it didn't bode well for me. But I think girls in particular, when you're stressed and your body's giving back to you, you're having massive bouts of pms and cravings all this kind of stuff your body's trying to tell you something your body's <laughs> giving you the feedback and if you're constantly feeling run down and then you're expecting to be able to perform in the gym able to perform at work you're you're only kidding yourself and then you're going to set yourself up for failure it's like potentially whenever your your body just kind of gives out and i think people just need to kind of like chill out a little bit i think I think it's, yeah, it's being intuitive with your body. And that's, again, when you start to journal or you, again, meditation. Um, I think everyone thinks it's all woo-woo and you've got to sit there and you come by R. But, but what's worked for me is I have an amazing playlist that I listen to. Um, I've called it Quiet on my Spotify. But I use blocks, so I either stretch or I use uh, do block work to open up my chest and open up my hips. Um, and I'm a real busybody, so that's the way I calm down because I know I'm doing something as well as trying to meditate. Habit stacking. Yeah, I'm habit stacking, and but it really chills me the hell out. And um, again, it gives me time to stop being so action led to just sit there and really think about what's going on. And I've found myself there for 45 minutes at points and I'm like oh my like, and that's I'm literally someone who was like I can't meditate for two minutes that's but it's trying, to, it's trying to find what's right for you because a lot of people I think stress on that bit like I can't do this I can't do that and meditation can be going for a walk outside with no one else bothering you like everyone's different. meditation is different you just got to recognize it as a meditation but I think also when you said um being intuitive with your body it's also again injury like we have yeah. so many signs our body is not stupid. Like it's designed to adapt and grow and we learn from it. But then a lot of us don't because we let that niggle in our wrist or that niggle in our knee, a lot of knee injuries. 
um, or ankles from running, but like you want to just keep going. So you start pushing and you keep going harder and you keep going and you keep going. And then you've got something going on with your knee and you get all angry. And then it's just like, well, but why are you angry? Because you didn't listen in the first place. If you take two or three days off, you're not going to lose your gains. Like I've just had a massive, I did a big challenge like run at the weekend, but I'm off for the week. Like I'm not training, I'm stretching, I'm going for massage, I'm spinning on my bike and I'm walking and I know I'm not going to lose all my gains. I've literally, I need my body to recover and I need to, my priority is sleep. Number one, I've been having disturbed sleep since, but I try and go to bed at nine o'clock, like really early. Um, You're like me. Yeah, I'm like grandma, but I, I love it. And then nutrition, so making sure my nutrition's on points so and not just going and eating all that, whatever I can. It's making sure I've got all my greens, my veggies, my protein, so my body can recover internally because it's not necessarily what you see on the outside it's always on the inside that we that affects us but no one pays attention we're too focused on the aesthetic goals they were like oh my god yeah I'm not going to achieve this because I've got two or three days off it's like dude it does not change that quickly like you're all good like your body's probably going to thank you for like a couple of days off and your and your brain will too do you not find that like when you train like sometimes if you're on like one for training and then you get to a point where you don't give yourself like a rest day and then you're like, oh my God, I've, I've, I've missed like training. And it's like, no, that's good. Rest is important. Yeah, Even I think kind of missed workout guilt kind of comes in for a lot of people. And you're like, well, you can still go for a walk if you want. Like mm. exercise, walking counts as exercise if you want to do it. So yeah. like, I think people are just like, oh, I have to hammer myself into the ground to get a proper endorphin hit or a sweaty session in. No, no. You, you don't you can yeah. um you, you can chill out if you want it's okay not to train but i think people just kind of wear kind of like push themselves to the limit because there's so many motivational quotes out there all over the internet that people just kind of live their life by but it's so so important because your body can only cope with so much stress it's like a battery it will it will t- it has a funny way of telling you when to actually calm down um lizzie I could chat all day. I really, really could. This yeah, definitely. I was looking <laughs> at the time. I was like, whoa. Uh, where can people find out about the podcast and the online coaching that you are working on at the minute? Yeah, cool. So um, if anyone really wants to get in contact and just see what I'm doing here in Singapore, um, the best way is to touch base with me at uh, Instagram. So Lizzie Wrighty. Um, I guess you'll put that in there for <laughs> I only have Lizzie Wrighty because someone, there's another Lizzie Wright apparently. So I had to put a Y on the end of one name. <laughs> I got creative on that one. Um, and then, um, and that's the same for like online coaching to inquire through there. It's better just to go through all that. And then, yeah, we've been, one. me and one of my clients are going to launch a Project Woman podcast. So we're going to be launching that before the end of the year. Um, it's everything that me and Shane have been talking about, but it's just literally for women because I think women deserve and they have every kind of uh, platform out there and a lot of noise. So we want to home in and bring in all the experts on female training to nutrition to mindset to female and masculine energy, which we've got on as well. And so we're going to home in on all of our uh, guests and a lot of my network initially. So it's pretty cool. And we're very excited to be able to give this opportunity for a lot of women to uh, – feel safe um, and learn and educate themselves. So I think like what you're doing as well, Shane, is super important, especially for women. It's know that you're safe and find your people uh, that are going to help 
it's super okay. fun times for uh, for Lizzie. I cannot wait to listen to the podcast. And guys, if you're not following Lizzie, and like as Lizzie has said, she has an opinion, but it's a it's a valid opinion, and it's not one of these opinions that just shooting the shit for the for the sake of it. It's a valid opinion, and. Lizzie, I kind of thank thank you enough for coming on and for being so honest and open on the episode. Um, guys, if you've enjoyed the episode at all, please do tag Lizzie and I up on your story. Leave a review up on iTunes. The more reviews that are up on iTunes, the better the guests like Lizzie I can get and the the, the, the big names I can continue getting. Uh, and there's super, super names coming up in 2020. I'm looking at the list over to, beside me, uh, or 2021 even. Uh, so Lizzie, thank you so much for coming on. No worries. Thank you. You'll have to get me back on 2021 then, won't you? I will, yeah. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> <laughs> With the influencer lifestyle she has. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs>